I'm Katie. And I'm Kay. And you're listening to the Babes of Quinny podcast. Diamond Physiotherapy, from the very beginning, set out to challenge traditional physiotherapy by reconnecting people with their bodies, both physically and mentally. The team at Diamond Physiotherapy is dedicated to treating the whole person. They have the resources and tools to treat immediate injuries and often address the root cause. They recognize that every client has unique goals and challenges. No matter what the challenge may be, they will create an individualized treatment plan using the services they offer, including physiotherapy, vestibular rehabilitation, and psychotherapy. To learn more and get a treatment plan that works for you, visit diamondphysiotherapy.ca and follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Diamond Physiotherapy. By now you have realized we are big fans of Simple Desk. Simple Desk is your ultimate destination to streamline marketing and strengthen your business's brand. Jenny, the visionary behind Simple Desk, took her commitment to business support a step further by creating Brazen, an event for women who dare. This full day experiential event on May 31st, 2024 is packed with networking, vendor booths, exciting giveaways, delicious food, and a speaker's panel of incredible women entrepreneurs sharing their inspiring stories. Tickets are on sale now. For all the details and to buy your ticket before they sell out, visit simpledesk.ca slash brazen and make sure to follow brazen on Instagram at brazen underscore women. We understand the challenge of dealing with dental anxiety firsthand, but it doesn't have to stop you from getting the treatment you need. At Family Dental Center, they're dedicated to enhancing your dental experience. They have various services tailored to improve your visit, from weighted cozy blankets to ease restlessness to nitrous oxide for relaxation and oral conscious sedation to eliminate anxiety before and during your appointment. The FDC team will work with you to find the best solution for your dental anxiety. Visit FamilyDentalCenter.com or call the Belleville Frank or Coburg office to learn more. You're back. I'm back. You're, last you're back. It was just me. I am back. Yeah, because you were also sick. Still also sick. <laughs> I'm not that sick anymore. I don't have COVID. I've been testing it. Yesterday or the day before. Wednesday, I was not doing well. Yeah, I could tell when you didn't answer like my Facebook messages right away. I'm the like, problem is nothing. when I get like sinus infections and stuff, they trigger my migraines. Mm. So then I can't see out of my eye and it's just like, <laughs> so no. And then when I get sick, when I get a cold, it lasts forever. So I don't have COVID. I'm starting to feel better. I'm just tired and I'm masking at work and sanitizing and doing all the things. You're good. Yeah. Yeah, but what's going on? Like, we've both, you were sick last week for three days. I've been in and out this week. What's up? Let's catch up. What is up? Um, we're tired. <laughs> so tired. Oh my God. I don't, I think it's just like, it's actually daytime now. So I shouldn't even say, like, it's just like the weather, but like, the weather hasn't been great. It's actually sunny today. It's which just is been nice. cloudy. So it's just been sleepy and mm -hmm. comfy. Like, this is like my season. Yeah. This is where I thrive. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> yeah. Besides not feeling well, I don't mind this season. Yeah. I'm like super stoked. Like the weather is perfect. Mm -hmm. It was like minus seven last night. Good Paul Martin, our news weather. director, was very adamant that that is very cold. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's not, not that cold. cold. Um, yeah. And I slept with like the window open just like a little bit. Yeah. The big duvet. Like it was just. Jeanette, we, Jeanette sleeps with the window open, so. I just find it hard then to get out of bed in the morning because I'm cold. I'm so cozy in bed. I don't want to get out. Oh, you get like a house coat. Yeah, I don't have one of those. You get a big fluffy house coat. Oh, okay. So when you get it's out of bed, take. you I need put that. The, the big fluffy house coat on and okay. then 
Slippers. Yeah, I do need slippers for sure. Z's. Sleep country. Five hundred dollars. Well, we are because we. I think they gave away. They gave like, away. We just gave away two hundred and fifty. Yeah, for each station. For each station. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Go so, sleep country. Um, sleep country. If you. Uh, <laughs> if you want to sponsor a podcast. <laughs> Um, yeah, but we're in that, like, I feel like we're in that holiday push. Mm -hmm. Like this is our last November episode next week. Our episode comes out December 1st, Friday, December 1st. So it's, it's like, we're here. We're in the, Mm -hmm. we're in that holiday hustle. Yeah. Which is wild to me. So here we go. It's it's crazy. I'm like completely unprepared and I also just don't care. There's like a bunch of like, everyone's like, oh my God, I have to get all the Christmas shopping done. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do the things. going to hang with my kids. going to make some freaking cookies. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Because normally I'm like a stress case over all of the things. Yeah. I don't, I, I do kind of like it. My family doesn't really do gifts anymore. We'll usually do like a, like a white elephant or, or yeah. whatever. But it really takes the pressure off of, I don't buy anyone gifts really no I have to buy like three gifts and it's so nice I just do it for my kids yeah and it's great so and we don't even do Christmas on Christmas anymore we just it's all about having dinner together and that's really it and I think my brother's working Christmas day or boxing I don't know so I don't know when we're doing Christmas but yeah I have zero stress which feels kind of rude but not really chill. I do like the I do like five like major gifts. Mm-hmm. I'm like something they want, something they need, something to wear, something to read, and then some from, something from Santa. Oh, that's a good. Because then it's up. like you know what, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm that's not going ham. Yeah. I'm not doing the whole like your living room is filled with shit because mm-hmm. they're, they're not going to use it off. Like it just it seems ridiculous. Yeah, it's just a lot. It's a lot. No, the holidays are a lot, but I think I'm as ready as I can be. (laughs) Honestly, I just, I'm just going to take the time to spend with my family. We're doing something big though that we haven't done in, it'll be like 80 something episodes. We are taking two weeks off around the holidays. So there'll be no episodes for two weeks, for two weeks. So the last week of December and the first week of January, we're not having any episodes, Mm -hmm. which last year we did, but we have gone, I think we've missed one week. We missed one because we didn't air Dr. Maria Coward's episode right away because we were both sick that week. But otherwise we have hit every week and I'm tired. We're tired and we kind of have to, we want to rethink. We have to just, yeah, like plan some things out for the new year and, and everything. So we're taking two weeks off of podcasting, but we're still here, but like it's the holidays. So really it's not a huge deal. I don't think anyone's going to care. No, we're not that important. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, you know, cause I've been telling you, but my, I have been obsessed. I think I've talked about it a bit before. I'm obsessed with Below Deck. I'm below so deck happy sailing that you yacht. brought this up. I love Below Deck. I love them all. I in another life, I would love to be a decky, like and be a deckhand on a super yacht, preferably a sailboat. And <laughs> I have watched a Below Deck a lot, but now there's Below Deck sailing yacht, and the last three season, the the season two to four, like 
insane and there's this guy Gary and he thinks every woman wants him and then this final season this this girl Mads is he is, hot? He's like I think like conventionally hot? Yeah, like he has long hair. He has that like I don't give a crap energy. Oh, like the bad boy. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I'm just no, like, I would definitely be And he's just that. plain girl. Yeah, I get like I totally get the yeah. charm. But in That's the like last my... season, this girl Mads is like, I thought we were just having fun. And he keeps being like, So what's happening here? And she's like, We're just having fun. And then at the end, he says, like, in you know, they do just like the the diaries? Yeah, that he was like I just wish she told me from the beginning she didn't want anything. And then the producer's like, what if I told you she has told you from the beginning? And then they play a montage of her just being like, no, this isn't serious. They're like, no, I don't. We're just having, we're fun. Just having fun. And it was so great. But yeah, so during my sick period this week, I did finish Below Deck Sailing Yacht. And now I don't know what to do with my life. So Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. Apparently Winter House, too. Like, I love reality. Well, there's Summer House now, too. Oh. There's Summer House, there's Winter House, there's there's a whole bunch of them. Okay, so Sam Foley mm-hmm. is a huge, all the Bravo shows. They're so Loves good. them. My best friend Olivia yeah. adores Below Deck. It's so good. I feel like we need to have an episode where we just have people on to talk about reality yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, let's do that because I can't, especially as someone who like enjoys boating, I'm like, yeah. this is great. I will start, yeah, no, let's start watching, I'll start watching Below Deck and we can have like a... Yeah, we'll a, have a... Thing. I need you just to watch season four because no, you have to watch season I two. I have to watch all you of it. You have to watch all of it. You don't have to watch season one because honestly no, no one from season one comes to season two to, two to four. Really? They have a whole new cast for season two? Yeah, normally it is a whole new cast, but I think because Gary, Daisy, and Colin were just like always there, all like such a mix, they kept them in for three seasons. I haven't seen another below deck where they keep three casts the whole that long. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. And then they all start hooking up with each other, and it's a love track. It's so good. But Colin is sailing a catamaran. He oh, he's the hot boy. He's so he's so hot. He is. He's a kiwi, and he's so hot. He makes yeah. No. But I think also he like. He has redone this catamaran that was destroyed in a hurricane, and now he's sailing it around the world. And so I've decided that by the time I'm 35, I'm taking a month off and I'm doing a long sailing trip. I think that is... So I have to get a lot better at sailing in like seven years. Take your dad. Um, He's not coming with me on the trip. Jeanette will come with me, but he can teach me how to... Do the things. Do the things. Because if you didn't know, John is like, you know. I know. John, my father, bald man number one, is an avid sailor, and he actually sailed in like the worlds in the kind of boat they were sailing that's crazy and they were all they were all like in their 40s and when he sailed they had to make weight like that's how serious it was their boat had to make weight like you had to be they all had to weigh under the boat had to have a certain weight capacity on it yeah because if there's i think it would be if it's heavier you could probably go i don't really know maybe you go faster faster. but so all of his whole boat most of them would just like put on sweatsuits and sit in a sauna in the morning before weigh-in. So they sweat out all their water weight. <laughs> and other boats would have like a bunch of lean men. And then and then they could have another person, another like small woman on their boat. So they could have, but they were like, yeah, there's no way we're all going to weigh that much. So, so John's a pretty serious sailor. That's and, really uh, cute. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Like another lifetime, you know. So anyways, that's my um, sailing saga right now and below deck saga. Thank you for listening. I, I'm really 
really into it. Uh, what else? do you have anything before we introduce this episode? Um, no. This episode, Tasha, is a re re-record because re-record. We uh, Oops. I lost the audio from the first one. Um, she was great. Came back in. <laughs> the okay on the screen right now. Yeah. Um, it says CHCQ and it has like all like the commercials. Yeah. Financial. That's not how you spell that, right? No. There's no T in financial. Really? Oh, yeah, there's not. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and mattresses, Mart? Who knows, man? What is going on? I don't know. It's more about the number than the words. Um, no, so we have Tasha from Fearless Tales Dog Training. She is my dog trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we first recorded, I wasn't training with her yet. So it's kind of fun that we got to interview her again after yeah. I've trained with her. Uh, she's a joy. She brought her dog. She brought her dog, Logan. He was, I just, he just sat like right below, like at my feet and just like, let me pet him. And kept looking out the window. He's so cute. Yeah. So I have photos of him looking out the window. Um, and I got to pet a dog for a whole hour Mm -hmm. and it was pretty freaking great. Yeah. So we'll just let you listen. Yeah. Enjoy. Today we have a Quinny transplant originally from Toronto but left the big city for a slower paced life in Bloomfield and Napanee. She has gone through a couple rounds of post-secondary. First time around she worked through sociology and linguistics and then went back for adult education. In a lovely turn of events, she ended up pursuing dog training. Tasha Shaw-Verbeck is the owner and dog trainer at Fearless Tales. She is a Karen Pryor Academy certified training partner, certified separation anxiety professional, and a certified family dog mediator. She uses humane training, offering programs for anxiety, nervousness, and reactive dogs with the goal of helping dog parents transform challenges with their dog's behavior in something they can be proud of. Babes of Quinny, please welcome Tasha Shaw-Verbeck, the owner and lead dog trainer at Fearless Tales. Hi. Hello. Hi. You are back again. I am back again. Back May the again. technology fairies bless us. Yeah, that was fully my fault. <laughs> I realized. It happens. I like when I was looking, I was like, because we had a lot of interviews in that span. And I remember after your interview, I had to go for like a lunch meeting. Clearly, I didn't save properly. And then I came in and I was like, Oh, where I can't find it. And it was like my boss and then the morning show on air. My boss is just sitting where you are and he's going, Did you search by date? He's like, Search by Wednesdays. I was like, You're literally not helping. I don't know search why you're talking. Is your computer on? <laughs> Did you turn it off and turn it back on? I'm like, Is that going to recover the file? No. no. Great. Love yeah. that. So that's where we're at. We have Logan here today, too. We do. Logan? There's a puppy in the studio. We didn't have him last time. No. What kind of dog is he? He's a soft-coated Irish Wheaton Terrier, and it's his birthday next Tuesday. <gasps> oh, How old will you be, Logan? Six. Six. So Just we've discussed thing. that he is now to age backwards. Okay. Yeah, He's bent, supposed to right? age in reverse. Yeah, he yeah, hasn't yeah. committed to that yet, but we're working on I so look cute. at my dogs all the time, and I'm like, you can't die. <laughs> Just age backwards. Now it's time yeah. to slow down, age backwards. Do you so, consider him like a teenager? Is he in his 20s? Where are we at? What he's an adult. Think? You're an adult. First thing in the morning, he's a cranky old man. Yeah. I mean, same. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right? We're all cranky old men in the morning. I wouldn't say he's cranky. He's just like, sleep. Is he a sleeper in her? Yeah. 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 So he'll get up, just he'll like go pee, slow. and then he'll turn around and go right back to bed. Yeah, like yeah. a slow wake up. Yeah. Slow same. wake up. Unless something else is barking or unless a squirrel drops from the sky. And then otherwise mm-hmm. he's like, I'll just be cozy. <laughs> Come get me when you're ready. I mean, I have those vibes too. I think we'd be friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's good. Logan and I would be like, 
Maybe. If Wait. my dogs weren't dogs. But um, very important question. What is your favorite potato chip? I think mostly plain. Ghetto. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, am I judging I you? Oh, did I give that. that same answer last time? Has it changed? I feel like you did give um, that answer. I recently, well, I recently tried some other flavors. Okay, wait. So I recently wait, tried Wait, I know the like weekender. Doritos are a no-go for you, right? Get it. <laughs> Don't talk to me. <laughs> they just, oh, I have a story. Anyway, the ones that I've tried recently or in the summer that I liked was the, um, the Weekender chips. Yeah, that, <gasps> you did bridge, tell us about chips. those. Oh. Those are good. Um, and in September, which I think is after I saw you guys last. Yeah. Um, in September, one of my friends brought these chips from Picard's. Okay. Which is the peanut place. Yeah. And it's called, it, I think they're called beer-basted potato chips. And I don't like beer. They're delicious. Okay. Damn. They're delicious. But yes, I'm, Doritos. Bad. Why don't we like Doritos? I feel like you were hungover. I was not hungover. Oh. I was motion sick. Oh. I've, so I've never loved the, I've never ever loved the smell of Doritos. Like they just smell like feet. No, no deliciousness. I mean, I like the smell Fake of cheese. Doritos. Mm. No, not even. And just my cheese feel, smells good. Doritos are a next level gross. Um, and we were on a boat and I was really, really sick, but they were serving lunch. Mm-hmm. And so mixed with the smell of diesel, the fact that I had just lost my soul out of my stomach. And someone opened a bag of Doritos, nope. and that was it. I done forever and ever and ever. Yeah. And ever. Um, so when friends come over, they joke about how they're going to bring Doritos and sit just like downwind from me. No. So I get their their rude friends. Gross. Mm, they, I do love like a chip, like a chip though, that I have to lick like a full coating off of my fingers after. Yeah. Like a Cheeto. I know it's not a chip, but like Cheetos you fully are good. have like a Cheeto on your finger after. Cheetos yeah. are good to use chopsticks. Yeah. No, but I should. Yeah. Yeah, because then you don't get the dust on your fingers. But then, yeah. well, and then I don't get to eat my actual Okay, But Cheeto if you're fingers. doing this, <laughs> just licking them. <laughs> You're so disgusting. <laughs> I love it. It's so. It's oh, a I'm snack. here for it though. I love it. Oh, he, just, we were just. You. I was just okay. petting. He's he having eleven. He put his good. head on my like lap, yes. and I'm just petting the dog. I feel like I need this so bad. Dog good. therapy. He's we good. love it. He's good. He does a nice lean. Yeah. No, we're, we're we're bonding. And he has a beard, which makes it better. But I do better. still, yes, he's got a beard. He his hair gets brushed more than mine. <laughs> just it's, it's the beard, like just so his beard or all of his hair. Um, certainly his beard gets brushed more than mine. That's like, I think it's only been cut twice in his life. His so beard, like good, yeah. It's the full. Is that like beard. very um, weed and terrier for them to have a beard? Yes, yeah, so the the breed standard. And it's not because I want to stay conformed to the breed, just I like the beard, mm-hmm. but the breed standard, when you see them, has, like, the long beard in the fall. Yeah. It's so cute. He's like a little emo kid with yeah, the beard. the bang. <laughs> the bang, like the side swept so he'll, have to, he'll have to be he in the photo, so too, so people know what we're talking yeah, about. I'll send you a new photo. Um, it's very sweet. You grew up in Toronto? I grew up in Toronto. How was that? It was It was great. Were you like right it in the city great. or like on the outside? City, city. Oh, okay. Uh, when I was in grade school, it was at University in Dundas. Oh, wow. Like nice. In the city, city. Yeah. Um, and then more towards the east end of the city, okay. like the original East York. Do you know, ever heard of Taste of the Danforth? Yes. So mm-hmm. like I used to live above an, um, a souvlaki restaurant. Oh, wow. Amazing. I was in my 20s, which was fun. I didn't eat a whole lot of souvlaki after that, though, because... <laughs> no, you can't. You just constantly yeah, no. smelt it. It's like the Doritos. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel about um, shawarma. Oh, okay. Or street meat. Yeah. Mm. Just eating a lot of it. Then yeah. So hiatus. much of it. I'll, yeah. I'll still eat street meat, though. <laughs> once in a while. Once in a while. Oh, like a, once in a while. There, there's a time and place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I lived there, and then we actually moved out to... 
Burlington for a little bit. Now, now I'm fully an adult by the time we did that. Um, and then back to Mississauga. And we got our spot out in Napanee. Mm-hmm. And I made friends with Carol of the Sniffery. Yes. And yeah. That's how you got now where you are now. Yeah. And where did you do all your post-secondary? I did my first bout of post-secondary at York University. Ah. I, I went there for like a month. I like also didn't month. like it. <laughs> I did it part-time. So I was working full-time and I did that part-time. Um, where were you working full-time? This is a long time ago now, you guys. <laughs> I was working... Huh. <laughs> Unsure. I know at one, t- one part of it, I was working at um, an executive recruiting firm. I don't even know what that means. Like you did that like before you went to school? Okay, so what? Mm. Why did you go to school then? Because <laughs> what, what are we you hun- did. Yeah. Right? People, talent. How? Executives. So there are headhunters who look for people to fill jobs that their clients, companies, like CEOs and have stuff. hired them to, or like account agencies yeah. or like any, See, that yeah, just seems like, because I get them on LinkedIn a lot. Yeah. Where right. I'll get like, like people sliding. firms that yeah. just do that. Yeah. My uncle's a head Not hunter. just firms. There's like, yeah, this, see? Or my godfather's not, I'm not I was going to say, I'm like, your I uncle. don't know why they, I don't know why we haven't changed the wording of headhunter. Yeah, but it's that's very aggressive. Do. Yeah. Even yeah, no, they slide into my DMs on LinkedIn all the recruiters. time. They're all recruiters. They're yeah. like, we're looking for this kind of talent. Are you taking freelance? I'm like, no. <laughs> I get text DMs. Nice. And I'm like, no, I'm not interested. Thank you. Please remove me from your whatever database you found. Yeah. It's a job where you only need to work nights. Oh. No, I'm really not interested. Could you please <laughs> take me Never. Never. Like, yeah. Oh, I okay. So I, I worked like, there at maybe another place. Um, and then I went to U of T at Scarborough because I could get residence there. Nice. Nice. Um, and that was a lot of fun because residence was actually like a house with four bedrooms and two floors. Oh, beautiful. Oh. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. So did that. I did sociology and linguistics there, but I was also working full time and it wasn't really for that me. That seems like a lot, like school and work. work. Yeah. But I mean, people do it, especially I think well, more often now people go to definitely doing it. work full time and go to school in the evening or Mm-hmm. Forth, right? That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. See? It's hard. Yes. <laughs> it's, not, it's exhausting. Yeah. That's why you're tired. Yeah. All other things. Right? All the time. Um, Bugs, what you doing, Mom? Just sitting washing the door. I He's like, don't worry, guys. <laughs> I got the door. You got the door. And then, um, so then I left and just continued working full time. Did you finish that degree? No. Nice. No. <laughs> nice. I mean, this is the only environment where somebody says that that's cool. Nice. I, I just uh, don't feel nice. like I'm like no. Fun, no, I but What are you gonna like, do? Like I with talked that? to my parents. Uh, I talked to my mom. Talked to my family, and I was paying for my own school. Yeah. And said I don't know if I really want to do this. Like it doesn't feel like it's something I really love. And she's mm-hmm. like, so don't, don't. Mm-hmm. just work. Okay. So I did that for a bit, and then I'd wanted to be a teacher originally when I was in high school, and then I looked around at kids and was like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I started. That. I feel that <laughs> all of my teachers were like, "You should be a teacher," and I was like, uh, "I don't like myself or everyone around me." So, no, no. Um, and then I sort of fell into adult education and adult training, like corporate training. So I decided to go back to school to see if I would like that, mm-hmm. um, and I did. So I did that, finished that. Where did you um, take that? I started at Centennial, and then they had like kind of a bridge to go to Brock University. Oh, okay. Um, there was Queen's University or Brock University. I needed to stay near t- Toronto, um, and a lot of it was virtual. Mm-hmm. And then you had to come in and do like your your live stuff. 
Um, so I did that and then continued doing corporate education at the same time as training people's dogs part time. <laughs> and then during COVID, I was like, I'm really busy with this dog training thing. Like, I'm really busy with this dog training thing. And started thinking about maybe it's time to do it full time before I get older. I know we talked about this last time. <laughs> before I get any older to see if I actually would like it. And so I gave my 14-year job six months notice oh, and <laughs> built a team, trained up my team, worked off my vacation. And that's it. That was that. Wow. And now I only do dogs and am training adults because it is training yeah. people, right? More than more than the dogs. That's probably really, really helpful. Like your adult education background to yes. this. It's yeah. probably like super it's, like crosses over uh, a lot. It's super helpful in how I design. Mm hmm. My training courses for people, so you're welcome to. Yeah, no, to I was going to say like that. I've attended many Zooms with Tasha, and it's it's so organized and like the way like her little talking heads in the corner of the presentation, which I love, and there's like some interaction. I don't know. I f I find it very good for how my brain learns. Like laying out what the you go from, and it's the same with any training. Like what what your goal is. Mm -hmm. What are maybe two or three things you need to like impart with that goal? Mm -hmm. If there's hands-on skills and there are so like breaking those up, and you can certainly do them in person. I do them well in person, I believe. Um, but the plus side of COVID and having trained like corporately a lot, a lot of virtual things mm -hmm. made it so that during COVID, when a lot of dog trainers were like, "What do we do?" Mm -hmm. You were I like know. already said, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're I like, I got this. I got this. So I developed a whole bunch of programs that were partially virtual before COVID and just pivoted them completely into COVID, which has been super cool because I've been able to have clients that I mm -hmm. couldn't meet in person. Mm -hmm. um, the client I have that's the furthest away is in Singapore. Holy crap. Um, and then I had somebody message me who was at the, on the webinar mm -hmm. that you were on this week and She's in Asia somewhere. I can't remember. Well, even in that webinar, there was people from like the UK, Australia. Like, there's people yeah, from all Australia, over the states. New Zealand. Yeah. yeah, that's very cool. So, in that a lot of my so programs, cool. there's people from like all over. Mm -hmm. um, and I think more and more, especially with COVID, people have realized that you can impart valuable information if you're good at doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and the same with dog training, right? So if mm -hmm. Katie's, if we're having a lesson because it's dark or it's rainy or some dogs just do better without the distraction of another person. Like you mm -hmm. dogs that are nervous of people, if I show up at your house, your dog's like, who is that? Who is this? Mm -hmm. And they can't learn because they're worried, right? About yeah. the person that's there, they're distracted. And so to be able to say, hold this in your right hand and just really break it down so it's not mm -hmm. overwhelming, hopefully. No, it's, I haven't been overwhelmed at all. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, so that's come in handy. Just from all the way from like the instructional design to just being able to talk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. On Tuesday night, I had talked for three hours straight. So by the time I finished or it was getting close to finish, like my tongue, you probably noticed, was not cooperating. <laughs> like, we're <laughs> my done. My tongue as a muscle could not keep up with what yeah. my brain wanted it to do. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really helpful. And just looping into people because it yeah. is the people that. They bring their dogs, but it ends up being both people. Yeah. That makes perfect sense, though. Yeah. Life can be messy, and dealing with chronic pain, pelvic discomfort, muscle weakness, or mental illness can take a toll. Sometimes it takes a team effort to not just survive, but thrive. At Diamond Physiotherapy, their approach is all about education. They're constantly expanding their knowledge and skills to ensure their clients receive solutions that provide them with more than just temporary relief. 
Recognizing the significance of treating the whole person for overall wellness, Diamond Physiotherapy offers a wide range of services. These include physiotherapy, pelvic health physiotherapy, vestibular rehabilitation, pediatric physiotherapy, psychotherapy, and pre- and postnatal treatment. They're not just about generic treatments. They're about creating an individualized treatment plan that works for you. With their knowledge, skills, and resources, they'll be by your side every step of the way, helping you become your best self. Take the first step in your physical and mental wellness and reach out to Diamond Physiotherapy at 55 South Pinnacle Street in Belleville and at diamondphysio.ca. Our favorite networking event is coming back on May 31st, 2024. Jenny, the founder of Simple Desk in Trenton, created the Brazen event to empower women in business to be authentic and unapologetically themselves. Get ready for a bigger and bolder Brazen 2024, the full day experiential event created by women for women, showcasing, inspiring, and connecting female entrepreneurs and working professionals from all around the Bay of Quinty. It's a full day of networking, support, delicious food, giveaways, vendor booths, and an inspiring panel of female entrepreneurs sharing their stories. Tickets are on sale now. To learn more about Brazen 2024 and to buy your tickets before they sell out, visit simpledesk.ca slash brazen and make sure to follow Brazen on Instagram at brazen underscore women. We'll be there, so we hope to see you there too. On average, 10 to 20% of people experience some sort of dental anxiety or fear. The fear can range from uneasiness to severe phobia, preventing people from seeking necessary dental care and treatments. The Family Dental Center understands and is here to help. Their compassionate team is dedicated to making your dental experience less daunting. FTC offers two forms of sedation to ease your worries. Nitrous oxide, aka laughing gas, and oral conscious sedation. Nitrous oxide is perfect if you're feeling slightly anxious and need to relax. Oral conscious sedation is the next level of sedation. Administered through a tablet, it effectively eliminates anxiety before dental treatment. It requires a babe to drive you to and from your appointment. That's not all. To make you more comfortable and reduce restlessness, FDC also has weighted cozy blankets. For more information on how Family Dental Center can help reduce dental anxiety, visit FamilyDentalCenter.com or call the Belleville, Frankfurt, or Coburg office. Um, how did you get in, like, how did you end up here? Like, what? Because you had a dog. Last time you told us about this little white dog. This little white dog. Please tell us about um, that dog. That I got him, my brother actually got him and then ended up living in an apartment that couldn't, that didn't allow dogs. Even little tiny white one. Even little tiny Weird. Satan spawn. <laughs> um, he was, he was adorable. He was amazing. His name was Shakes. He was 15 pounds. He was white and fluffy and just brilliant. But like rampaging brilliant. So mm-hmm. if he okay. wasn't kept busy, he would just, even if he was kept busy, honestly, he would just find his own entertainment. Yeah. Um, and so he, we had child locks on our cupboards. We had <laughs> like, oh my God. When we oh, redesigned the right kitchen, now. we redesigned a kitchen. What? Which one? Frank. He'll get into anything. Yeah. For a while, it was just like wooden spoons. Yeah, through your things. Mm-hmm. We designed a kitchen with knobs that my husband hated, but it was so that Shakes couldn't paw. Open, open the, the thing. Um, but I guess he observed us at some point where you had to like push the like push in the cabinet to make the door pop out. <gasps> and we found him asleep one day in front of these like eight foot little pantry doors because we're like, that must have been an accident. I must not have closed it. And then a day later, we're sitting there watching TV and he's like, ha, walks up to the cabinet, stops, bam, and it popped it open. <gasps> and we were like, OK, so I took those latches out. <laughs> Oh, my God. back on. 
That's he couldn't hilarious. reach those handles, so I maybe should have known better. Um, but he had separation anxiety when I got him, and he was just kind of crazy. And I was like, I need to understand how I'm going to survive this. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to understand how this dog thinks. Um, was he a I, rescue? No. Oh. No, he was just... Something. An anxious bean. Yeah. He was anxious when he was a puppy, and then he outgrew of it, outgrew it, and I think it was literally just, I can solve this, mm-hmm. so I will. And so I got referred to a bunch of trainers that didn't jive with me mm-hmm. uh, in their methods at all, um, and then I ended up finding a trainer at, I think it's called Who's Walking Who, and they were awesome, mm-hmm. right? And so I just started learning and learning and learning and learning and learning, um, and... Here I am. I didn't grow up with dogs, though, so he was my first dog as an adult. <laughs> I um, feel like that's like, a lot. Is this what all dogs are like? Yeah. I knew that's not what all dogs were like because I was talking to my friends who had dogs, and they were like, Like what? So what? I guess he would just, like, open things, but was he reactive to, like, other dogs He and didn't stuff? care about other dogs. Okay. Um, that's good. He was super easy to groom. We would just, I could flip him over and shave his belly and do his nails, but he was just always on all the time. Oh my god! Oh, he was like a little—he was a border collie in a fifteen-pound package. Like, bah! yeah. Um, but he was brilliant. He was so so smart. I was eating edamame one day, and he was staring at me because he was also obsessed with food. Um, and so I gave it to him—a whole one—and mm-hmm. he took it and he sat down and he put it between his paws and went <laughs> like he just took out the little, the little beans and left the pot. And I was like, that—that's <sighs> like scary. Is that a fluke? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like he would just, like just a them tiny out. little genius. Yeah, like it sounds not genius. true because that's I have a video. wild. I have a video. I'll post it one day. Yeah, please um, do. Love so see the that. next uh, when, when he passed away, he passed away at fourteen. Oh, um, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. And when we were talking about our next, what the next dog would be, I wanted a dog that had less food motivation, mm-hmm. who had some sense of self-preservation because Shakes had none, <laughs> like none. Um, it sounds like a like that's Jack Russell energy to me. Like, They're like, I'll live through anything. He, we lost him one day. My roommate and I lost him one day in our own apartment <laughs> <laughs> on top of the Suvlaki house. And we, we looked everywhere, like everywhere. Um, Jamie actually lives in Belleville. Hi, Jamie. My roommate. Hi, Jamie. Um, and he, like, yeah, we, he, we lost the dog and we couldn't figure out where he was. With, okay, maybe he's just hiding in a room and we can't find him. But the apartment was not that big. And Jamie sat down in this green vinyl chair, and there was a sound. Shakes had chewed out the lining in mm-hmm. the bottom of the chair and mm-hmm. crawled up into it and was, I don't know, just having his own party in there. Amazing. He yeah. Was, he was nuts. Our Jack Russells we used to have would did that, like, would chew out the underneath of furniture and then uh-huh. just chill under there. Yes, I'm okay. talking about you. So I wanted a dog that had less food motivation and some sense of self-preservation, and I got this guy, um, who is not, he'll work for food, he's food drivey in some context, but he's not like... Doesn't he spit it out sometimes? He will sometimes spit it out. Now, recently, the past year or so, he's been really sick, and he got, he's much, much better. What is wrong? But what we think was that there was food that was really upsetting his Uh. body, so by the end of the spring... No, the beginning of the spring this year, if you put his meal down, he would run and hide. Or and he would shake. Like, he wanted to eat and he was hungry. We're not saying hello. Can you come here? I know. There's peoples. Can you come over here, please? <laughs> Good job, Bob. His little waggy tail. Thank He's you. Like, okay, Mom. Thank you, Bob. Um, and he definitely has a high degree of self <laughs> like 
Self-preservation to the point of being kind of fearful of other dogs when he's out and about. Like when he's at work with me, with puppies and other dogs, he's fine. Um, but like other dogs in the street that are like marching towards him, he's like, I don't know. I, I don't vibe with that. I don't. I don't. Give me my space. I feel he's, like me and your dog have a lot in common. He likes social distancing. There's a, a shirt that I've seen um, by Wolf Culture, if you haven't ever seen their stuff i think you'd like it um but it says reactive dogs social distancing before it was cool <laughs> Sam. literally yeah. so yeah that's how all that started small white dogs little small white start dogs. it all small white dog. he was a sweetheart you're training those different is it well it's not different but i think people don't like necessarily know about it okay um it took me researching trainers and figuring out that force-free training was a thing because I think a lot of time you just as someone who has dogs it's like put a shot collar on them like show dominance like all this stuff which I don't vibe with um so can you tell us about force-free dog training and I think you filmed me through Quinty Canine right so I want to give a shout out yeah and Kira and Kira Mm -hmm. yes Kira's awesome love Kira Kira. um I listened to that episode both of them she's been on twice right once. Once. Once with her sister. With her yeah. sister, yeah. Insanity. So I didn't know you then. <laughs> and I knew that I was coming on. <laughs> oh, no. And Squeaky goes, listen to a couple episodes. So I listened to his. Yeah. Because you I trained listened... their dog too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I listened to, and then I listened to that one. And I was like, what? I, why are we hypnotizing chickens? I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. No one understands. And there was, I mean, there was a lot of laughter. So it was very cool. But I was like, I don't, I don't know what's happening we I, never know what's it's happening. Okay. we didn't know what was happening that day either she, she put hilarious. it in her form i was like okay we're talking yeah. about it i did i did ask her about that later i'm like if you can hypnotize chickens you can certainly train your dog yeah i don't um, know chickens are weird so i think what we kind of talked about last time was there was a i'm gonna call it traditional mm-hmm. maybe. yeah i don't want to call it conventional I'm call it traditional there was a way in which we interacted with animals we still do yeah (laughs) yeah a lot of people still do we still do so there was a way in which most of us were taught to interact with animals and we did it with zoo animals and we did it with sanctuary animals and so of course you're going to do it with your domestic pets Mm because that's what we knew at the time um but if we think about like how things evolved let's say even in like with circus animals where a lot of countries ban animals in circuses yeah and a lot of people readily accept that treating animals in a certain way to get them to do what you want is unethical. Mm -hmm. And that if there is a better way, then maybe we could do that instead. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that, like, that movement has had great success, but for whatever reason, it hasn't trickled down as... I mean, it is. Like, it is much more popular now than it would be, say, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Just certainly looking at, like, from when I've... When I had shakes to now mm-hmm. it was really hard to find a force-free trainer mm-hmm. then um it's not as hard now depending on where you live yeah i still feel like there's not in a the lot city, of them. it's more popular out here it's it's not um and so combining that with the fact that there have been more modern science studies and we like to at least i'd like Science evolves, right? So there's yeah. more modern studies um, where the dominance theory has been debunked because it was based on wolves from different social groups in captivity with limited resources. It's weird. Did That's, they eat each other? Well, they fought. Yeah. 
And so because they fought the ones, the one that would win or the ones that would win would, were considered the alpha. Mm-hmm. And so somehow conveniently we just – I'm glossing over lots of yeah. things, mm-hmm. right? But we conveniently decided that's how it must work for dogs. I feel like a man decided this. Definitely a white man. But the same man <laughs> has requested that his study mm-hmm. be unpublished. Oh, oh, I love that. Okay, you know what? like it was wrong. Yeah. I kind of I, – I, re, I respect him a little yeah, bit more he's, now. He's retracted that. Like mm-hmm. it, he was – and a long time ago. Like not in the last five years. Like we're talking like 10, 15. Oh, okay. Like okay. Like um, a self-aware man. He was like this is – it was based on a faulty study. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you take wild animals and you put them in captivity and you limit their resources and their space, mm-hmm. which is also a resource, you're going to have conflict. Yeah, even with people. Have you watched Big Brother? <laughs> like, <laughs> like city living. Yeah, like um, watch Big Brother or Survivor. Stores, mm-hmm. Right, it's, it's what happens. So All people that- decided that do- wolves are like dogs are like wolves. So the family must be the pack. So you should be dominant so that you're the alpha. Okay. People are not dogs. Dogs no. are not people. We no. are. We form social groups, but we're also not packs. Um, and then more. Like current study, modern study, is that the alphas in a group are actually the mating pair. Oh. That makes sense. So, and that can evolve, right? Like so it can change. They, it can change if their numbers are, like if they feel like their number, like their population is low, sometimes multiple pairs in a pack will mate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. So I do enjoy telling people that I can assure them that their dog is not trying to mate with them. So you don't need to do that. You're good. You're good. You don't need what to. if they're trying to hunt me? I promise they know you're not a dog. They're not trying to have you bear their children. So that would be. There's been a lot of evolution in the science. And then just as human beings, mm-hmm. that we know that we can do better. Like if we mm-hmm. can, we can do better. So. Some of it, I think, is, well, of course you wouldn't treat a lion that way because it's going to rip your head off. Mm-hmm. But if you can train dolphins and train animals without using prongs and prods and whips and, yeah. you know, who knows what else, then surely we can do it with our dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some of that is just, I think, again, evolution over time. Mm-hmm. And some people will come along with that. And some people won't. Mm-hmm. In my mind, traditional, is that what we were calling it? Conventional training, traditional training? It has. So the, the term, I think, is aversive training. Aversive training. So aversive it, training being anything that causes physical or emotional, mental mm-hmm. discomfort. And I like to use the word discomfort because people will often say, well, it didn't hurt. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. But in while I acknowledge that we we are not dogs, right? So we can't necessarily mm-hmm. know exactly what's happening because we're not mm-hmm. dogs and we're not a specific dog or that specific dog. Um, but I think it's safe to infer that from our own lived experience that things don't have to physically hurt to be aversive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And so... That yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Because yeah. I think you said last time, too, if you yell at a dog or shock a dog or whatever you're going to do, it's going to stop because it's scared. It's not stopping because it knows what to do, what to do in replacement of that. Unless you've trained that. So people will 
use an e-collar um, or use some other type of aversive and the behavior stops, but the behavior stops because the dog finds that aversive enough to stop what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to use Daisy as an example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would be, we're walking along, she was pulling, we were on that street where she was a little yeah. bit freaked out. You could have, not that you would, but one could have cranked her back, mm-hmm. right, and delivered a, a correction by her collar, mm-hmm. which, okay, well, if I'm being pulled back, then I'm going to stop, or if the tension's uncomfortable, yeah. right, then I might, she might stop, or we could have just taught her a turn cue so that when Katie says turn, she goes, okay, and turns around. It, are you enjoying the view? <laughs> Logan's perched so up on his back legs cute. looking out. He's window. like, there's stuff out there. Where are the there's squirrels? Cars. There's Pop- cars. Um, or for him, and this has taken years, like he is six years old. So some of the things I talk about that I've taught him that some of are a bit rusty because don't maintain them, but he likes to hunt squirrels mm-hmm. and is quite <laughs> energetic about it. But the other day we were walking along and a squirrel popped, and it's not always going to be successful, but a squirrel popped out of nowhere. As they do. Yeah. They do do that. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, And we have spent a lot of time with, if you see a squirrel, look at me. Mm -hmm. Which is not the same as saying, don't look at the squirrel, Mm -hmm. look at me. If you see a squirrel, check in. And I was super proud because I didn't think, we hadn't worked on it in a long time. Squirrel pops out of nowhere, he's walking along, he looks at me and then goes, and we went the other way. Right, so you can teach them alternative behavior without. Yeah. You just have to be like consistent, right? Like. To be con- to, one of the things is consistency. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Because I feel like right. for not myself, I don't have a dog, but I feel like generally speaking, when things don't happen within a certain time frame, people get frustrated mm-hmm. or discouraged. Yes. And then they're just kind of like, oh, well, this doesn't work. Yes. But it's yeah. like, did I learn how to do something within, you know, two weeks? No. no. Did like when you're teaching your kid to read or when you're teaching anybody anything? new skills or ways to deal with mental health issues like it's like these things don't just happen overnight like sometimes it it takes time and work but even when they have even when you have learned something new even if it's just a new habit so you know that eating dinner on time makes your evening go smoother do i still do it do you still do it or one of my favorite examples to use and i think i said this the other day Let's say you're watching television. Yeah. And somebody goes, dinner's ready, or can you go do something? How often do we leap to action? Literally Mm -hmm. never. Right? (laughs) So you're processing your own thoughts. You're engaged in something else. You're Mm -hmm. doing whatever it is you're doing. Maybe you're having a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, But your brain is literally engaged in something else. And maybe you're processing the information. Mm Mm-hmm deciding something, yeah. whatever it is. We generally accept that humans do this. If your dog does something, like give them a chance to think about it. Give them a chance to, and they're not yeah. robots, but they are, they are sent. We, I think we can all agree that they're sentient beings, right? They have mm-hmm. their yes, own thoughts. Absolutely. <laughs> their own. You can um, see it sometimes just yeah. like ruminating. And I'm just kind of like, I, I see what's going to happen. And so a lot of times in training, somebody will ask their dog to do something and it doesn't comply within like three seconds and they start repeating themselves. And I just give it, just like, let them think it through. Well, you, <laughs> so Daisy, I have two rescue dogs. I think I was just going to say two. 
there is this thing when you get a dog and you've seen dogs on TV and you see some people who have very like just well-trained dogs. They had them since puppies maybe. And that's the dream when you get a dog. You're like, I'm going to have this dog. We're going to do everything together. We're going to go on runs. They're going to be so sociable. We're going to have dog friends. No, no, that doesn't always happen. I don't know what the, there's probably a percentage, but I feel like that ex, that dream is crushed quickly for a lot of people when you actually like both I choose to adopt dogs and both of my dogs are very reactive in different ways I learned from you. Yeah. One is like excited reactive because she just She's gets so excited, excited about yes. what's happening. She wants to be a part of it. And then Frank is scared reactive because he had a traumatic past, we assume. So he is a little bitey about things. And you... When you first met Daisy, I think, one, my dog likes to bark the whole car ride. Like, literally, Tasha could hear Daisy. I could hear her coming down. So I'm, I'm in the car. From inside my yeah. Stop. You can hear me coming with her. It's wild. Because she just barks excessively. We have she's fixed so that. excited. She sees, right? she sees things, and she's just... Let's go. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, we're doing it. But now, now Tasha taught me to crate her in the car, and I think within four sessions, we or five sessions, we had I had her crated in the car, and, and she doesn't bark. She barks for a little bit, but it, she settles faster because like yeah. she can't yeah. see the everything. purpose of the bark. The purpose of the crate was not containment. Yeah, but to basically dampen the stimulation. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So just over She's like, okay. And you have a nice blanket yeah. on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. And she barks because she's excited to go in the car, right? Mm-hmm. That's not a mm-hmm. problem. No. She like, no. She's like, we're going somewhere. I'm yeah. going to see things. It's going to be so exciting. It's but then be she also awesome. doesn't arrive. She doesn't arrive like wigged, like, yes. like frantic. Yeah. Right? I mean, she's still excited. She's very excited. But yeah. she's not like up here for the however 45 like minutes a, long yeah. it takes you to get somewhere. Hundred. Um, she can tone it down to yeah. like a 40. But Were Tash- you on Monday? Were you on Yeah, Monday? I was on Monday. So I talked about on Monday how, for most of us, you grew up watching TV and movies and, like, these amazing, like, they're amazing dogs because they're in movies. So there's they're a certain literally amount trained. of training mm-hmm. and talent and things involved in that and, and commercials and whatever. And it's, the like, the utopian mm-hmm. dog for two hours or for the 30 seconds of the ad. Right? Yeah, because they don't. But it's always like the perfect dog that mm-hmm. loves everybody, that goes everywhere, that can settle everywhere, that's just always happy, that doesn't do anything. And I think that that does give people a false sense of actually social media too. Yeah. Right? Uh, so yeah. I mean, more and more, there's people sharing what real life is like mm-hmm. with with certain dogs. But one of the ones that always gets me is like dogs running freely in a place they're not supposed to be off leash. Um, ah, off leash dogs. Which is one thing. Um, but even just like. For the sake of Instagram, there are people who will edit out the fact that there's a leash mm-hmm. for the photo. Yeah. Right. But it just creates like all of these things yeah. kind of create an unreal um, expectation. And then you get this living being. Mm-hmm. It's like a child. It does not align with those things. Yeah. And people feel like their dog needs to be fixed or they feel like they're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. There's like a lot of shame when you have a reactive dog. Oh yeah. And like a lot of stress cuz you can't I can't go everywhere. I only have certain people that can watch my dogs. Mm-hmm. Um so there's just so many things and you're trying everything to fix it or quote unquote, but 
like Frank has come miles and to some people he still nips occasionally and he'll mark inside sometimes and like he'll nip at Daisy like he I don't know what the word is but he'll turn his aggression like if he yeah he redirects his aggression so if there's something outside that's annoying him he'll just turn his aggression to Daisy my cat did that yeah with my baby yeah that was a rough they're just way up here so Mm -hmm. they're not necessarily making the same like they're just rea- instinctually reacting mm-hmm. to things. Right? Yeah. So, so my cat, what happened hard. was there was like another cat outside and she saw the other cat outside. So she like lunged at the window, but then smacked herself obviously against the patio window. So then she was like pissed and she's like trying to smack this cat that was outside. And I went pee and I had the baby just like in like, he was just bouncing, doing his thing. And he started crying because the big sound scared him and I'm like right there like I can like literally right there I'm not a bad parent I'm not neglecting my kid I feel like you're allowed to leave them in a room for a second aren't you I had to pee so bad I feel like that's allowed anyways so then she directed her aggression towards him so then every single time he cried it would trigger her and she would just go ape shit again Mm -hmm. it's hard and I tried for a whole like year to get her back to like to try to different things like to reintegrate them together mm-hmm. but it just didn't work well i too and with sometimes safety has to like has yeah to be first right well oh, so yeah. when i got frank he was very he had bit me multiple times and yeah. he bit my like luckily he never bit anyone or any other dog that like known to you yeah which is like was it yeah. a fear right because as soon as that happens like a whole you're you're in a whole nother ball game right where everything it's kind of out of your control at that point but um we took him to the vet to just get a behavioral like assessment and he's actually medicated now he's on anti-anxieties but the vet had like a tough talk with me where it was like sometimes dog like reactive dogs you there's no fix like there's no rehabilitation they're just too far gone and it's not like i can rehome him to anyone right yeah so she was like sometimes you like the only option is to put them down and i was like sobbing in my i was like i just wanted to put him on anti-anxieties i didn't want to kill him i didn't kill him he's still alive sometimes i want to kill him because he annoys me but um like and and unfortunately people have to do that that, some dogs where you've the person's exhausted all of the options to the degree that they're able to Mm -hmm. right because everybody's options are going to be a little bit different um and i think that's highly like it's high medication for dogs it's highly stigmatized mm-hmm. um which is unfortunate but i'm thinking that the way that it's become less stigmatized for people hopefully mm-hmm. um, the same will happen for dogs um behavioral euthanasia is highly mm-hmm. stigmatized yeah right but so if you exhaust all your options like and you what are you try, supposed to do you, there's sometimes just nothing and it, it's probably the dogs probably i could be wrong if but in distress like yeah. What life are they living, you know? If they're acting that way, like, no being would choose Mm -hmm. to to be at that level of distress. Yeah. So, Unfortunately, I think there's just a lot of stigma around reactive dogs. As someone who, like, people will, like, look, like, Daisy's just a barker. So, usually another, she won't bark until another dog. If a dog barks at her, she's going to bark back. Mm -hmm. And small white dogs, like, are our enemy. Because, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm going to call out small dog owners right now. I don't know why when I'm walking, their dog, they stop. 
instead of just continuing to walk when their dog starts barking, they stop and let their dog stare at day as we're just trying to like walk by. And I'm like, could you just keep walking with your dog? So it stops barking at mine. A lot of people do that, Mm -hmm. right? With their dogs. Um, I don't understand that though. No, I'm like, just keep going. Just keep, just keep walking. No, just just walking. Because now it's a thing. Yeah. And like, unfortunately with my dog, like Daisy, I say to people, like, I'm not willing to take the risk because nine times out of ten, she's going to win the fight. Even if she doesn't start oh, the fight, yeah, she's yeah. going to win that yes. damn fight. Oh, yeah. And yes. that's the problem. So, yeah. like, Frank's muzzled. I think there's stigma around muzzling, but sometimes that's, that's what you have to do. The stigma Actually. around muzzling is absolutely insane to me. Because mm-hmm. it's like, why? An unpopular opinion. I actually think that all dogs should be muzzle trained. Yeah. Um, not because they should all need to walk around wearing muzzles but if you have a dog that's injured mm-hmm. they can be a danger to themselves yeah. or other people if you're trying to help them so it'd be easier to be able to put a muzzle on if you are in a vet situation or something or if you just there's like as a life skill mm-hmm. right um i think it's good for all dogs to have that as a skill so that if it is needed yeah at some point it's not it a big deal be a new thing right mm-hmm. as opposed to if a dog gets injured and saying to somebody, my dog is never going to get injured is a... Anyway. Um, That's insane. Then <laughs> that when they go to the vet or when they're yeah. being dealt with, it's not an additional scary thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So Logan doesn't have to wear his muzzle. He is like a utilitarian one and he's got a very nice one mm-hmm. um, that I have to kind of show people that they kind of can be pretty. Oh, that's right? nice. That cute, yeah. Pretty. His is white and gold. It's like oh. a of... Um, a fancy muzzle. Um, but people use muzzles too for dogs that eat everything off the street. Yeah. Right? People yeah. use muzzles for dogs that can be a bit mouthy when they play mm-hmm. with other dogs. Yeah. Right? So they can still play, but not by accident, like, get nippy yeah. with another dog. And then the other dog is like, you want to yeah. go? Daisy likes to right. put, like, other dogs' full snouts in her mouth. <laughs> Like, not in an aggressive way. She'll just be like, ha. And there might be a dog that doesn't love that. No. So, for some, you know, for some dogs, it, like, it's a skill. It's a, mm-hmm. I think it's a good skill for people to have. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of, so people, I might have to have. cut this out. But so our family friends rescue Galagos from Spain. Mm-hmm. So they're like the Spanish greyhound and they are not treated well in Spain. Like, people run them till they die. Um, your greyhounds kind of get that too. Yeah. It's not some great. Race dog cultures. that's insane but so they rescue they've rescued four now so they have one pass but so they have three and then two the female and male the new ones they're very like skittish they've only had them for less than six months like maybe three months they can jump so high like when you rescue these galgos you have to sign like a thing that you have logan what is out there cars where's the squirrels but you have to sign a contract saying you have a fenced-in yard, and it has yeah. to be a certain height. Yeah. But unfortunately, the one can jump so high, she jumped after a squirrel and then came down and got caught in the fence. And oh, when they were trying to get her out, she was so scared yeah, she, that she, she bit she well, bit yeah. the owner. Yeah. And like I've, I've had that where when we were on the farm, if, if dogs start attacking another dog, Daisy joins in. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. like, okay, we're killing this thing. I got this. And I've been in instances where... You know, it's like three on one and I'm just like over top of the dog on the ground and like you're getting bit, but they don't realize or like if they're hurt, they're biting you and you don't get real. Was it Daisy that tried to eat Cooper? Oh, heck yeah. 
<laughs> we at, so at my <laughs> John told me the story. We're at the cottage. It's my this is my mom, dad, brother, and me. My parents have a cat. My dogs don't like cats. So at the cottage, Cooper stays in my parents' mm-hmm. room. We're always very good, like very cautious. We're doing the thing, and then all of a sudden, my mom opens the door and she just goes, "Cat!" And we see Cooper and Daisy sitting there. And I, it's like, it's almost like time stood still oh, for yeah. a second. Yeah. And then everything I was like, freezes. and I, my brother was like, I thought for a second everything was going to be fine. And then you took off. I was like, Daisy. And I like, so literally my brother and I ran and we like slid into, she got Cooper, but my brother, I grabbed her torso. My brother grabbed her head and then <laughs> my, my dad had the cat in his hand, but Daisy still had him. And then my mom's just reaching over like lightly smacking Daisy <laughs> on the chest. I'm like, that's literally doing nothing. But because Daisy will death shake and because my brother like that cat is alive because my brother grabbed her, her head. head. Yeah. And kept it still, still, because otherwise she's like, I'm just saying, no stigma here. If you have a, re- I always tell everyone they're like, oh, I was at the conference yesterday. This girl was like, oh, I just rescued a dog from like a pit bull from Texas. I was like, oh, how's it? Like, how long has it been? She's like, five weeks. I was like, how's it going? She's like, I cried a lot the first two weeks. I was like, that happens. That happens. Yeah. You'll be okay. I'm like, you can medicate it. That's fine too. <laughs> I think because of how we have these preconceptions that all dogs are a certain way Mm -hmm. that all dogs like to be touched logan loves being pet Mm -hmm. but if we're walking down the street and somebody is going to reach for his face he's like "Mm." away and people will be like oh he's not friendly like no he just doesn't like being grabbed by the face by strangers Mm -hmm. but once he's comfortable with you you can touch him and do whatever right but just give me kisses there's this expectation and sometimes a bit of entitlement for people that a dog is for their my favorite thing is people are like no i'm a dog person i get dogs i'm like you get uh, quote unquote dogs. normal dogs. My dog is reactive. So, Frank, you can't grab, like most dogs, you could just grab by the call and pearl back. You cannot grab him. You have to grab him on, you have to like hold his chin up and then he won't do it. But if you grab him, he's least reactive. So, as soon as you grab that collar, he will bite you. I mean, I feel like we shouldn't be grabbing dogs by the collar. No. I don't know. <laughs> Me neither, <laughs> yeah, right? but. I feel like that's just a little bit crossing people. a line. I'd be like, what are you, I'm going to kick you. Or once he had a lemon in his mouth, because this dog will, I've seen him throw up a like full half a lemon because he will eat anything. We should have named him Garbage. <laughs> a lemon <Oscar>. fell. <laughs> My friends were there. And I was like, don't grab it. I was like, do not touch it. He'll put it down eventually. Don't touch it. But people like want to pr- I don't know what it is but they're like no 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 it's fine I'll just pick it up I'm friendly I love dogs yeah. no. okay. he put it's, it down and you. I was like don't touch it and my friend touched it and he bit her and I was like I told you not to do it like but it's like people's instincts are like no, no I just they dropped it it's I pick it up yeah I'm like mm. I'm good you don't get do bit. it I already told you not to do it <laughs> Don't do it. Like, but dogs love me. I don't care. No. <laughs> what is the process of people coming to work with you? Like you just did Zoom classes, which were great. Yeah. So we just finished. We just wrapped up Monday and Tuesday. Like I do it only maybe once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, a free. It was a three day one, but that's a lot. So this year I cut it down to two. Um, so one way would be to come to those. So you can kind of get a sense for mm-hmm. the approach that I take and what it's like. What it's like to listen to me talk and talk and talk. I like You're it. very, like, soothing. soothing. Um, oh, <laughs> it is. Um, and if you don't catch one of those, I do free discovery calls on my, mm-hmm. um, you can book them off my website or off of Instagram, I think, as well. Um, 
and they're not intended to solve a particular problem, mm-hmm. but let, you know, chat about the challenge, what your options might be, what my approach is, and then you can decide if if, if somebody wants to go forward. So that's kind of the best way to to get in touch. I the first time we recorded, I had not trained with you yet. I was getting there. You tell me, you tell and, me about that. <laughs> and now I have trained with you. I've done the what is it called? Growing to relax. Roaring to relaxed. I wouldn't say she's relaxed, but she's doing, she's learned some things. Less worrying. And the thing I really like about your training is you break down, when you break down the steps, so it's, you know, it's not just like, okay, now she's going to do a full U-turn. You're, you're teaching the steps to get there, but also you're telling me why I'm doing it. Because sometimes in training, they're like, you're going to do this U-turn. And I'm like, but why? When when do I need to do this? Why is it important? Which is how my brain works. Maybe not everyone's does that, um, which has been great. And you also are very flexible. Like, I've done some in-person mm-hmm. training, but we've also done Zoom where I just have, like, I, it's a private yeah. Zoom where she's telling me, like, things yeah. to do with Daisy. So The relaxed part, too, is about the people. Mm-hmm. Right. So people can just kind of let some things go. Like there's a lot of the human coaching part. Yeah. Especially in my reactivity program, there's a lot of, you know, what are you carrying around about your dog that is actually making things a lot harder for you? Mm -hmm. Like what kind of beliefs or what kind of things or what kind of guilt or perceptions or things that everybody has them. Mm -hmm. So what are they? Let's like delve into that a little bit and then can we just set that aside because it's it's not serving anybody it's not helping anybody it's not yeah you didn't cause it you're not you know all of that kind of stuff right so it's been great i've really enjoyed our training i'm not done i have a couple more sessions but you're gonna work with frank five stars five stars yeah I'll review you. Do Thank you have you. Yelp? <laughs> Do I Google, Google reviews? Google. I need to get better Perfect. at it's hard Google to remember reviews. to ask people for reviews. I need to get better uh, at that. It's okay. I don't do it either. Small business thing. It's, hard. it's so hard. I'll just yeah. send you one you can put it on your website. I'm not allowed to do that. <laughs> really? No, not on Google. Put it on I'll send it. I have like but a on button your website. Says, I have a button that says send review. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna I'll do just, that. I'll have a button that like, sends too. a request. Thank Be like, you. I haven't trained with her. <laughs> But here's the thing. I have sat down with her and talked extensively for two hours. Two hours. No, I think like the the free webinars are a good chance to kind of get to know mm-hmm. different approaches. And I, you may have noticed this this past week, um, will like kind of carry people along through their own experiences and then just, so why is it different? Yeah. <laughs> like, why is it different with your dog? Um, that just, just makes sense. People, I think, too, the other it. great thing about your training is you have a Facebook group. Because I think yes. a lot of people, you don't, when you have a reactive dog, you need, like, to know other people are also, go- it's helpful. You're like, yeah. I'm not a horrible yeah. person. It's just, yeah. we're doing our best here. It's just like a support group. There's a, yeah. lot of, there's a lot of trainers that just work one-on-one, and that's mm-hmm. and that's totally fine. Um, and we do do, like, we do private yeah. lessons as well. You've done that. Um, but if you're working with me with for reactivity or separation anxiety or all of the things that are very isolating for people. Like it's mm-hmm. important to know. Yeah. And somebody said it in the chat yesterday. She's like to see that there are other people out there. There's like 70 people on yeah. the zoom and you're like, okay, so all of you have all of you have reactive somewhat dogs. reactive dogs. 214 people signed up. That's yeah. Right. So, so it's, yeah, it's mm-hmm. way more common. I think. And, and there's different levels. I think when people think of reactive dogs, they think of dogs who just, run around trying to kill other dogs or people, well, think, which is not what it is. I right? think it you it, it was aggra- aggressive. Like, it, 
now it's reactive, but for a long time it was, it was aggressive, aggressive yeah. dogs. Yeah. Um, and so it's just dogs that have an overreaction, like mm-hmm. just a bigger reaction mm-hmm. than what you might expect. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you is how has the community in this area supported you? It's been amazing. Yeah. Actually, it's been awesome. I um, wasn't really sure how that was going to go, <laughs> right? So there are there's Quinty Canine and there's myself. Um, that are forestry trainers uh, in the area. And there's Amanda in Kingston, Silk, and Victoria that I know of. Um, but it's, like I said, when you have sort of a predominance of a different approach to things, and then coming in from the city, mm-hmm. you have a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of talk on Facebook groups of like anything that something times something goes wrong or something goes bad. Oh, it was people that were from the city, <laughs> and I feel always a little bit vindicated when it turns out to be a local person. Um, it's usually a local. It's usually a local. It's like nobody's driving from Toronto to rob the farm stand. <laughs> oh, I remember that. It's like, like wow. Anyway, so <laughs> they don't need to. <laughs> anyway, um, and it was it was interesting, sort of figuring out how to connect with people there's less diversity Mm -hmm. in a number of different ways um out here versus in the city so like pros and cons for for things Mm -hmm. um i responded to one person's facebook question on a prince edward county thing about their dog and they came to the program the roaring to relaxed program they (coughs) work at Catherine and Brittany. From the Bloomfield Beauty Spa. Um, Ooh. Were they on the thing? Were they yes, on? Yes. Yeah. They were also. Um, Their dog's cute. They're so cute. They have two. And one is reactive and one is just like, I love everybody. <laughs> um, and it just kind of grew from there. And then I met Squiggy. Mm-hmm. And then I met mm-hmm. Kira. And I met you guys. I met a bunch of people. And so it really has been like referrals and word of mouth mm-hmm. out here, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and was I it different when you were still in the city? There was a little bit, well, there was more, there's more to choose from, mm-hmm. right? So you're kind of on the one side. It's it's harder to connect one-on-one with people, yeah, mm-hmm. right? So where you will work with the client but not necessarily see them walking down the street later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they might not be cooking your meal when you go for lunch on the weekend or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Right? So in a lot of ways, it's both harder and it's harder in a small town sometimes yeah. to build community, but it can be easier also, yeah. depending on... It's like a long game, I feel like. Yeah. 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 But getting, I mean, getting word of mouth for any business is like mm-hmm. That's like way better than any paid ad mm-hmm. or any paid commercial or things like that. We skipped one thing. How did you end up here? Here, where here? Like in Napanee slash the county. Because you were in Toronto, right? I was in Toronto. And then I'm, um, I still have a place in Mississauga and that's where I go back and forth to but we bought a cottage in Napanee Mm -hmm. how I ended up in the county is I was following another Wheaton account and it turns out to be Carol who owns the Sniffery she has a Wheaton too yeah that's cool Um, the Wheaton Wheaton community Um, and the Sniffery is a private like sensory enrichment it's so cool sounding especially for reactive dogs or just senior dogs or dogs that don't enjoy always being at the dog park give them something else to mm -hmm. do that's so Um, cute and so we connected in an awesome way and now I'm my training space is 
on her property. That's awesome. I love that kind of collaboration. Yeah, yeah it's very cool. You know what I mean? Like it's just like it's like we're both doing yeah. the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, Let's just do the thing together. And then meeting a couple of people, um, kind of in the wedding space in the county. Oh, Did we talked about this last time. No, what no. is this? Um, so, oh, your other business thing. <laughs> so you have another thing. business. It do involves I- dogs, though, in a really cute way. Yeah. Really, really sweet way. And it's actually kind of a nice counterbalance, right? Mm-hmm. So when I do work with puppies or I do do this other thing, um, it's a nice counterbalance to dogs who just need like a, just a lot more. It's a lot more serious. It's a lot more intense. Um, so I used to decline requests to help with dogs at people's weddings. Okay. Because whenever I would see dogs at people's weddings, they were stressed out of their brains and I just didn't. So many people. Like, I love my dog. I didn't have it at my wedding. He just wouldn't enjoy it, right? Um this one wouldn't enjoy it either. And I, so I kept declining it and kept declining it. And then I had a friend who said, but if the dogs had you, they wouldn't be stressed out of their brains. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Um, so Tails Down the Aisle is a wedding service. Cute. Um, and I basically make it stress-free for people to have their dogs at their wedding, but I do most of the handling. I'll do, like, the walk up to the end of the aisle. I don't want to walk someone's dog down the aisle. You don't want to be a part Um, of that. I mean, if I have to, I have to, but I think they'd prefer to have somebody Mm -hmm. that they care about walk their dog down the aisle. Um, Or sometimes we just send the dog down on their own, Mm -hmm. um, which is super fun, and then I just kind of scoot around to the other side, um, and just make sure they have a good time so they can interact with people, they Mm -hmm. can see, like... The whole thing, people can see their dogs, they can see their dogs, and they, everybody has a good time, but it's up to me to decide when their dog has had enough, mm-hmm. when their dog is, like, stressed out or might need a break, um, and that's been a lot of fun, too. That is so it's adorable. At the Eddy, uh, we've been at 100 Acre Wood. We have a couple booked for next year. Um, and then there's just people who need pet care for their dogs because they're getting married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Haley does that as well. She's lovely. Yeah, she's awesome. I had a really good chat with her, actually, after our first interview. She's awesome. Yeah. Hi, Um, We really, sorry, I'm not letting you leave yet. That's okay. We really focused on reactivity, but I know you offer other programs. Can you give us a brief overview of them? So primarily anxious, frustrated, overexcited dogs Mm -hmm. are my focus. I also do separation anxiety. Um, and there is a there is one way that we used to tackle separation anxiety, and now there's ones that are a little bit more humane science based what did they use to do like put them in a room just leave and they'll get used to it (laughs) (laughs) but it was thought of more as dogs being disobedient or dogs being spiteful or Mm -hmm. dogs just demanding that you come back as opposed to recognizing that they actually are freaked out yeah like they're panicked they're scared yeah so the approach now is building up confidence Mm -hmm. as opposed to Oh, they'll just get used to it. Yeah. Right? Like be putting you on a roller coaster and just get used to it. Over and over and over and over yeah, and over. This will be fine. It's like when Katie leaves me. <laughs> we have separation anxiety. <laughs> from each other? Yeah. I have separation anxiety from her. She's fine. <laughs> so you Unsure. need to practice these in small increments that are under your And I have to leave you treats. <laughs> so how long can she be gone before you Two weeks. feel anxious? Yeah, that's the rough part. Two weeks. Before you feel anxious. A day. <laughs> or is it when she starts about starts it's, talking about leaving that you start to become it's anxious? All of the above. <laughs> right? so, so it's really the talking is drawing the- drawing the parallels. There are dogs that clue into your departure cues. Yeah. Like if only we just got ready 
in one second and walked out the door. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or like, oh, no, my bag, my keys, my water. Where's yeah. my phone? I forgot something. I come back inside. You put on different clothes. You might do different makeup. You might right, yeah. grab a different jacket. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of information that your dog goes, this is the pattern from when they leave. So, so whatever your pattern is before mm-hmm. you plan, as you're planning to go on vacation and you're telling Kay about it. Oh, she just did this morning. Down into smaller. She's like, I'm going to Florida. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm actually not. I don't know yet. I don't know if my dog sitter can Small do Small increments. Yeah. We'll ease into it. I would watch your dogs, but mm, they'd eat my cats. cats. Um, and then you also do like boarding. I was doing quite a bit of boarding um, and um, board and train in my home. Um, but we're going to be doing less of that mm-hmm. because it's it's really like it's really stressful. Yeah, um, you're on all the, all the time. time. Um, it's also I think Logan needs a bit of a break. Yeah, so we'll be doing less of that. Um, we do pet. Haley does pet care services, so she does primarily those. So if people are going away and want someone to stay in their own home mm-hmm. with their dog, we will I feel do like that's that. like really like the best one of the best ways to do it just because then the dog doesn't get stressed out. The routine is the same. They don't have to leave home. Everything's Mm -hmm. the same. Your house is taken care of. Your dog is taken care of. It's just, it's just a lot easier. Yeah. Um, So separation anxiety, roaring to relax. I do do private sessions for um, just more difficult involved cases. So behavior modification and that might include like resource guarding, Mm -hmm. um, aggression towards people or family members. I might still have those cases participate in some of the roaring to relax because the theory and the information that mm-hmm. I want to share is the same but those sessions are generally private sessions and then on occasion by referral only I do do puppies and they're a lot of fun um, and games we talked about the games yeah. so game based training so that people are having fun training with their dogs yeah. um, so next year because I'm already planning for next year um, things like like canine fitness and parkour, but not the kind you see on I was like, parkour! Not the kind you see on Instagram. Controlled, non-injury, um, canine fitness, parkour, like tricks classes yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, that's fun. That sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, I get people to do things with their dogs other than Walking. walk them and to have fun and kind of build that bond and focus. Well, yeah. that yeah, because Frank, like, it's nice to hear... You don't have to walk your dog. I think there's this expectation that it's like you have to walk your dog for exercise or like training, whatever it is. But you taught me you don't have to do that. So like Frank doesn't walk because he gets so overstimulated, like it's just stressful for him. So he does backyard sniffing. I guess it depends on what your dog enjoys. Some mm-hmm. dogs enjoy walking down busy streets, being confronted with other dogs, and they're fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Other dogs do not. No. Um, and so quite often we're making things worse in the beginning by Mm -hmm. just putting them in situations they can't handle over and over again. So take a break from walks. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are other ways to exercise, stimulate, Mm -hmm. give your dogs their physical activity other than, even if you don't have a backyard, there are ways to do that. Mm -hmm. So It's like Emily's dog. He doesn't like to walk. When he comes over and stays with me, he just has my backyard. Yeah. Because it's all fenced in and he just like sniffs and he looks at the air and... I mean, it's hard for people more and more in the city, right? Like to have a fenced backyard mm-hmm. is not something that's more of a luxury, yeah. right? And so it's expensive. people <laughs> want to walk their dogs, which is great, which depends on the motivations and whether it's something that 
your dog is actually getting something out of. Yeah. Right. Or even mm-hmm. when you take your dog to like play fetch over and over and over and over again, people come back and they expect their dog to be relaxed, but their dog is like amped up because they're just like so yeah. full of adrenaline. I just, I'm like, yeah. why aren't you tired? Pumped, mom. Like we've done the physical stuff, but we haven't done a lot yeah. of the mental stuff to mm-hmm. like bring that down. Oh, this was a joy. You're my fave. Thank you. And I think really what people need to know is don't worry too much if your dog is a nincompoop. Just, you just maybe need a trainer. <laughs> just chill. Just, I would say first accepting that dogs can be different mm-hmm. than what we see on TV. Yes. Right? Dogs have different personalities, different preferences, different mm-hmm. comfort levels. Mm-hmm. Um and their sociability exists on like a spectrum of super super friendly to yeah no thanks mm-hmm. right? and that's that's okay that's okay it's like me yeah like all of us depends really. on like, the day you, do you love everybody that you come across do you no. want to stop and talk to everybody you come never. across do never never right so never <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have to be a degree of an extrovert to work in radio. And yeah, you radio. Do. Oh, I'm not. So, She's no? digital. I, I don't you work. Don't. No. But you're on a podcast. Yeah, because I can. I don't have to actually like go out. I can deal with people one on one. We you do network. I, mean? I do like the in person networking. She does the online networking. Smart. Smart. Yeah, yeah, I'm smart. like I will go to things, but I'm terrified. I'm like a terrified. You're little. like Frank. Yeah. Get too close, might bite him. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> so I just might bite you. Yeah, no, I'll just on the extroverted side, but still, like, there's. Mm-hmm. See, I need to just like I'm fine if I'm with somebody else. Yeah. But I just I need to have it's that extroverted friend. It's not, you're not your That's like why I have a Katie. Or that where you derive your energy or fulfillment from mm-hmm. is not from people. Lots of people or no. continued exposure to mm-hmm. lots and lots of people. But I think it changes as you get older. Like, yeah. I think in, you're younger, yeah, lots of people, for some people. Oh, yeah, no, and like, then later my, you're like, can I just stay home? Yeah, right. From, like, 19, I think, to, like, probably 34, I was like, I can do all of this and not feel fine. Anyways, this is not a therapy session for me. Uh, it always is. Thank you so much <laughs> for welcome. also coming back thank again. You, thank yes. you. It was fun. And I literally was good, because we know a little bit more about yeah. each other now. Um, Logan's being a boy. He's thank such you, a Logan. sweet angel. Okay, I'm gonna shut her down. That was amazing. It was so amazing because we got to talk to a cool person and there was a dog. What else do you eat in your day? Nothing. Honestly, I think I yeah that that was a it was a great way to do the day. Yeah, she's she's so great, Tasha. Huge shout out. Love what you're doing with dogs. She's really helped me with my dogs. Mm-hmm. Help me understand them because I took my dogs from. We unfortunately, you know, had to leave the farm, so they only knew Daisy specifically only knew like a hundred acres and never being leashed and yeah, never seen squirrels or really other dogs to yeah, an apartment. So it That's a big was change. A, it was a big change. So it's kind of it's taken some training, but and Frank just has his own issues as I talked about in the episode but oh, it is nice knowing there's other people out there who have reactive dogs like there is a community that Tasha has created that makes you feel less crappy about having reactive dogs yeah. and our community specifically mm-hmm. because last week Frank decided to go on an adventure yeah <laughs> literally a week ago a week ago no I, I think it was Thursday I think it was Thursday last week so we're dog sitting at my parents' house because my parents are away. So we have four dogs. We have their two dogs and my two dogs. 
And their door is one of the ones that even when you lock it from the outside, if you open it from the inside, it'll unlock. Yeah. And it's a pull down handle. And uh, some of the dogs, I don't know which one. I assume it's Daisy figured out how to open that door. Nice. And I walk inside through the garage and the door's open. Three dogs are there. Frank is gone. And uh, like a month ago, his tag came off his collar. It got pulled off and I just didn't get it remake because I was like he's always with us like yeah. he doesn't really go on walks like what's this is why this is why when he gets out by accident so yeah shout out to you know Belleville Neighbors Group Quinny Lost Paws the Bell the Humane Society like we got him between me messaging you guys mm-hmm. to put it up on the stations and get it in all the groups I think it was about 45 minutes mm-hmm. by the time we had we knew where he was and whoever took him to the humane society i don't know who it was thank you if you ever hear this thank you for taking my three-legged dog to the humane society and thank you huge shout out to the humane society like yeah and the quinny lost dog network i messaged them and they immediately like within two minutes they they were like we were just about to post him he's going to the humane society right now yeah and i'm sure other communities have groups like that but i've seen quinny lost paws find dogs like help track dogs help find dogs like like tourists everybody insane so huge um, snaps uh there was a lady that messaged us on the 95.5 hits fm facebook page being like oh hey like saw the post but now it's gone i was gonna go out and look and it's just like a complete stranger yeah like and honestly people who my friends like thank you holly thank you char like cole our coworker, everyone was like do you need help looking like just having that sense of community when you're literally just like freaking out not yeah. knowing where your dog is yeah it's a lot so it, is it, a lot. It's it like felt losing, really nice losing a baby it's like, yeah wow. they are my babies so no, i'm sure it's true. worse with a child i can't relate well, i don't have a child they're my children so it's same but different sucks yeah i don't yeah. I, you know what it same but different yeah so no i just huge shout out to the community for helping me get my dog back so quick Yes. Yeah, and it's you because you did episode. all the posts. Yeah, I felt like this was a good episode to do that in. Um, but yeah, ta- if you have a reactive dog, if you have a dog with anxiety, if you have just like need little help, she also is doing I think like doggy parkour soon. That's so sniffing cute. stuff. Just just check out uh, Fearless Tales and Tasha, and th- she does do. We talked about it briefly in the episode. Like um, she'll do workshops that are free like two Mm -hmm. session ones just so you get a feel for what you can learn from her and then it's a good time it's exciting yeah she's great she's i love tasha uh what else is coming up nothing that i can think of my brain's like "Eh." santa claus parades um yeah 95.5 hits fm at hustle market this weekend Mm mm-hmm Cookie Mama will be there. I know that much. Um, Your Creative Junction, you can go get, uh, you can go make a craft, like a gift for someone. And Alexis, um, Designs by Alexis Rose, she just updated her shelf in there and there's beautiful wreaths. Really? Mm-hmm. I think I, I needed. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. gorgeous. Okay. And uh, I know that she's been doing like the wreath making workshops. Yeah. Like tons of them. Um, the Queenie Museum has, I think, new stickers and t-shirts. Yeah, I think so. Um trying to think what else is going on. Yeah, if you're if you're if you've been on 
Um, or if you haven't been on and want to be on the podcast, reach out. You can always join the Babes Network Instagram group and we can approve posts that you want to put in there just to other small yeah, businesses. Yeah, and then we can like make sure that we share those mm-hmm. on the Babes account. And- yeah, just uh, reach out with anything. Oh, Lelux Femme is moving. Yeah, December 2nd is the new grand opening yeah. in Wellington. That's exciting. Very exciting. And I think of what oh, I want to give snaps. Yeah, snaps. To um, the staff at the Ryan Williams' office because I had to get my daughter's passport <laughs> renewed. And let me tell you that about journey. the journey. As I'm not going to actually like, go through it. the journey because I cried a lot. Um <laughs> But needless to say, I took like half a day off work, probably a full day considering all the other shit I did to get this thing done. Um, I dug through custody papers from 2009. I called the Superior Court in Timmins, Ontario. I called probably Passport Canada and sat on hold for a solid six or eight hours. Like it was ridiculous. Um, So just shout out to Ryan Williams's office, Ingrid, and I don't remember the other staff's name for just helping me out and helping me kind of get through the bureaucracy of getting a passport renewal (laughs) because it was was very messy yeah um but my kid can go on vacation now without me so awesome yay (laughs) enjoy your vacation to everyone listening she's going with her father yeah, That's she's why. not just going by herself. Everyone. Just to make it very clear, yeah. nobody's like, what the shit? She's letting her 15-year-old go on <laughs> no. vacation without her? Yes, with her father. So there will be an adult. But she's going away, and I'm very jealous. Yeah, I feel like you need a vacation. We've <laughs> learned so about burnout. Burnout. Yeah, Thank you, Queen Women, women in Business. business. <laughs> Literally, I left this there, and so I shut great. down. Yeah, like I think that's why you were sick. Because I remember saying to Jenny, I was like, oh, yeah, Kay's been sick. And she's like, yeah, she's burnt out. So we went to this. It was like resilience in the workplace. Yeah. For quitting women in business, excuse me. And after, they're talking about burnout. And I go see Kay after. And I'm like, how's that? She's like, I realize I'm burnt out. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know. And you were like, what? I was like, you've been burnt out for months. Like, yeah. I think everyone's known except you. <laughs> You're in denial. Yeah. And then I was like, I emailed Martha and I was like, I need to take like a week off mm-hmm. or like a, a couple of days like throughout January so I can do my course and not burn myself out because I don't like being there because then I get really depressed. Yeah. That's what happens with burnout. Yeah. So fun fact. So if you are going through burnout or you know someone going through burnout, check on them and yeah. maybe tell them. I thought you knew. So sorry. No, I had. Well, like, I mean, I knew I was like burnt out, but I didn't know what that meant. Yeah, I guess they really explain what it. Yeah, so it's like now I I feel like I understand the things to look for to be like you know what no I can say no to things I can step away I don't have to do all of the things the day that I get them. That's my biggest thing. Yeah, I struggle saying no, and I struggle not taking work home with me. Yeah, which I think we both do. Yeah, but it is learning to setting boundaries is hard. And mine's, like, not even, like, totally just, like, work stuff. It's, like, making sure, like, like sometimes I'll just, like, doom scroll and just, like, keep, like, learning about what's going on with AI or, like, you know, what, what's the best way to do things on social media or, like, all these things. I'll read articles and articles and articles and then I'm just, like, oh, my God, like, I need to shut my brain off from That's why I watch this. Below Deck. 
Yeah, that's why I watch Vanderpump Rules. That's why I watch reality TV because it. I don't have to. I can shut my brain fully off. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to think about work. I can just think about these people's lives and how insane they are, and it's so exactly. fun. And it gives me that just like subtle moment of peace. <laughs> yeah, I was literally like sick on the couch. Vanderpump Rules was on, and I was making a miniature. Tea house. Really into miniature things. So funny. It's so effing cute. It is cute. Katie, I made like little oh, I saw. like leather chairs. No, like these are new ones that I made yesterday. Oh, that's fun. With actual leather. <laughs> I can't. It's so funny. Um Jeanette did make me a granny square vest that I have to wear soon. So I am very excited I'll wear to see it this. Next week. It's pretty that's good. very Thank chic. You, Jeanette. Yeah, very in right now. She hyper-focused on it. I keep seeing people getting mad because people are thrifting granny's like square blankets. Yeah. And then making them into... Why are they mad? I don't know. Sounds great. They're like, why would you ruin something? Upcycle it. And I'm like, it's in the thrift store. It is none of your business what I do with it afterwards. Yeah, literally. Well, I guess people can be upset about things. I don't know. Just try not to be. I don't know. Just care less. Yeah. That's so hard, but... Careless. Mm. I got nothing else. That's really that was way better than last week. My like three minute intro extra. <laughs> <laughs> we had to catch up. Thank you guys for listening to twenty three minutes of us. Oh boy, and the episode. Yeah, have a great weekend. Bye. Make good choices. Watch below deck. Sailing you up The Babies of Quinny podcast is recorded and produced at Starboard Communications home of 95.5 Hits FM, Cool 100, and inquinty.ca.